Honestly, I think if you actually go back and read through my contract, that's in there. I, I, you can't have me as a second segment. Mm. Wait, hold on. Let me pull that out. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just telling you, you don't want to have to deal oh, with my lawyers. Man. Yeah, no. It's, uh, it is ironclad. Greg has to be first segment, even though we've never had segments before in the first 49 plus cov three My lawyer episodes. covered everything just in case. You never know. And look, it uh, looked, uh, look, see? Yeah. No, yeah. you're right. Okay. Well, then I guess this is the first segment. He's yet to get his bowl of only purple M&M's. Yeah, I want a bowl of only purple M&M's. <laughs> they don't even make purple M&M's. That's the point. <laughs> They're like oh. special Halloween M&M's, but they only did them once and everyone I want. Greg. I want the M&M's. Don't forget, they have to have my face on them. It says super fan. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> I should I should come up with some 50th anniversary merch that just says your face and super fan. <laughs> M&M's. And it says 50th anniversary, yes. not 50 episodes. 50th anniversary. anniversary. <laughs> well, anniversary doesn't necessarily have to mean years. It's just like weeks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 50th not week a, anniversary. Almost a year anniversary. <laughs> That's fine. I could post it that way on the Insta. It'd be like 50th and then in parentheses week and then anniversary. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Okay, well, um, as you guys know, I don't know how to start the podcast, but we've been doing it like 50 times anyway. Wow. So it'll either be something like contra- contract negotiations <laughs> or something along the lines of Welcome to Late to the Movies. My name's Ben Holt, and this is a podcast where my friends and I fill in our movie blind spots. Every week, we'll pick a movie that either I or a guest hasn't seen before and really should have by now, except for this week, because mm. for the 50th parentheses week anniversary extravaganza uh none of you guys watched a movie for this podcast i told you what it was about and you frankly ignored that so you don't even know what the podcast is going to be about so that's fun too it's a surprise i I felt like it was a good time so we're wrapping up summer camp month we are going to have a little bit on the quarry later and that is actually a video game not even a movie we're gonna do that a little later with kyle and Lindsay. but first we're going to start talking with the guests that I have right here now, left, right, across your podcast out, we've got Ray, hey. Robbie, Yo. and Greg. Hey, I think this is the trio that's most been on the podcast of any uh, group so far. Any group I've been is the group that's been on the podcast the <laughs> well, most. Yeah, that's right. I, it's 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 Robbie, and then maybe you guys are next. But if not, Robbie's definitely second. <laughs> yeah, you you messed up your contract, man, because you should have like co-creator credit or something. <laughs> it's fine. Um, so the, I thought we'd do something special. It's almost a year, and like I said, it's it's a five Monday month. So I figured with the fifth episode of this month, maybe we'll do something a little funky with it. We'll have uh, segments for the first time in the podcast history. So, you know, it's almost our one-year anniversary. Wah, wah. One-year-old baby. Very cute. So I want to talk to you guys just about the way that the movie year is going because, um, I mean, it's pretty interesting time normally in the movie calendar. Summer movie series is seasons wrapping up. We're only probably a few weeks, realistically late October, but, you know, a few weeks from when Oscar movies start coming out. Um, and we are, even though it is the end of August, we're basically halfway between Oscar ceremonies since those are in March now. So I wanted to talk about some of my favorite movies of the year, some of the movies I'm looking forward to, and then we're going to play a game. That's pretty much it. Okay, cool. I, like I said, I watched every movie ever in preparation for this because I wasn't sure what it was about, and now I feel over-prepared. So instead of just normally what you've watched since the last time you've been on, this year, 
Have you guys watched 2022 movies? Robbie, you were just talking about Jurassic World Dominion. Jurassic World, nope. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Yeah, those are all 2022 films. Didn't you make me go see something else, too? <laughs> I maybe did. I think I saw one. I saw the Batman. Oh, oh the okay. Batman. Uh, and the Viking one. With- yes, you went to see the Northman with uh, with a group of us. Yeah. I saw Fun time. Turning Red. Oh, Turning yeah. in Red, yeah. That's- saw, saw that, too. There mm-hmm. you go. And Lightyear. And Lightyear. That one's... <laughs> That one's not going to win anything. <laughs> so I've watched 23 2022 movies so far. Here they are in order. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I do have them ranked, but we're not going to go through them one by one. That would be ridiculous. <laughs> I will just say, first off, this isn't part of the game we're going to play, but can you guess what I have last? I was about to ask what you have last. <laughs> Worst movie of 2020? That I've seen with the caveat that for the most part, look, I'm not, you know, none of us are paid to do this. I'm not like, no one's paying me to go see movies. Um, So I've only seen movies that I wanted to see. Right. So like worst is in with that caveat. What do you think the worst movie I've seen this year is? Did you see Jurassic World? (laughs) I didn't. Okay, it's not that one. Did not. (laughs) And I will say I genuinely found something to like in at least 21 of the 23. Okay. Okay, so two of them are real bad. Wow. I feel like I remember you mentioning a really bad movie. And I can give hints, but I was just seeing if anyone can get it cold. Avatar is not I can't get it cold. (laughs) It's a sequel that when I was thinking about this segment earlier today, it took me five minutes to realize it's actually the third in the series and not the second. Oh. Third in the series sequel. Mm Mm-hmm. Is it Thor? Mm Mm-mm. Oh, I didn't see Thor. Third in the series Thor's 22 (laughs) out of 23. Oh, oh, oh okay, so I'm close. I know what it is. I'll take that. It is the what, Fantastic Beasts. Uh, yeah. Secrets of Dumbledore. Secrets of Dumbledore. I saw that too. Wait, that I, came I out? Got, I told the secrets. It's on yep. Disney Plus. You can just watch it. It's not good, but you can. You can I watch it. I didn't even it. know that came out. I saw it in theaters. It quietly bombed, and I think it made a five series franchise into a three, because I'm pretty sure that's over now. Oh, no. <laughs> it's really set up for a sequel, and they're like... Get ready. Next time we're doing the Holocaust. You're like, okay. <laughs> I know. It was ridiculous. Okay. My, we talked about this before. But my biggest thing with that is like, why didn't you just make a Dumbledore series? Why did you shoehorn this into yeah. Fantastic Beasts? Why that didn't is, you just make a Fantastic Beasts series? That's I would have watched that. That's definitely a thing we've talked about before is like every week it's a different Fantastic Beast and we learn where to find them. Yeah, that'd yes. be great. Like just the, magic wild thornberries. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Kind of like a supernatural-ish. I yeah. liked the first one a lot. Monster like, of the Week, but he likes the monsters. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like where they actually had the Fantastic Beasts. Oh, yeah. In the yeah. first one. Like and that a little was, bit yeah. about where to find them. But then also bit. like half of the movie was like the Crucible. <laughs> yeah, that was yeah. weird. But like the, the actual like and magical animals part was fun. And it's what? very funny. The, uh, the most recent one, they take um, Karen or whatever... Yeah, I don't remember any of their names. Her dad's an actor, too. She, like, the main love interest from the first yeah. mo- two movies. I, I know who you... Her name can't be Karen. <laughs> who, um, <laughs> it is now. Who was she's Tina in the movies. Tina. She's Tina in the movies, who is publicly critical of J.K. Rowling. So she is in literally about 30 seconds of screen time in the new one. Ooh. But there's a lot of Ezra Miller. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Ezra Miller? Yep. Oh, yes. Man. So that's... They've made their choice. 
<laughs> so is that um number 23? That is number 23. Catherine Waterston is the name I was fumbling to find. Hmm. But yeah, I'll just um briefly say stuff I have watched recently. I watched Orphan First Kill last night. What was the other one? That was no, you didn't find anything you enjoyed. Number uh, Thor. Thor. Oh, Thor. Oh, Thor, sorry. Thor, sorry. Love yeah. and Thunder. More like wow. Dull and Blunder. Nice. Whoa. <laughs> Boar, Dull and Blunder. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Came together. I loved Thor Ragnarok, and then I won't ever see almost anything without waiting for reviews on stuff, and then people hated this one so much I didn't bother to see it. <laughs> I'm, I might be out on Marvel. We'll see. The next I'm one's Wakanda, next one's Wakanda forever. We'll talk about that when we get to what we're looking forward to. So. It seems like a problem. I do want to go through some of my favorites of the year. It's not really a top ten, but I'll just say in my really high up my top ten actually is Petite Mama, which is a 2021 movie, but I only saw it this year. <laughs> it wasn't on streaming or playing near me until 2022, so I'm counting it. Oh yeah, I remember you talking about that one. Should have just flown to Italy. I'm guessing. No. Uh, France. France. France, France yeah. yeah. I think it played in like Boston and stuff, but oh. it's far away. I feel like France makes a lot of like movies. Hmm. Tons. Yeah. 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 That's- I mean, most everywhere does, but France's gets a lot of notice, obviously. So counting that in the top 10, here's my top 10. 10, Scream. Oh, I remember you, you were saying you really like that. No. Mm-mm. I think it, it must be out on streaming by now because that was like a January movie. Hmm. I haven't really seen like any of the Scream movies, honestly. I hadn't seen any of them less than a week before that movie came out. And then I watched all of them. I remember that. Yep. And like the fifth night or whatever, I went to see (laughs) the new Scream and it was a great week. I had a great time. I remember watching the first one when I was really little. (laughs) Um, Perfect age. And I haven't seen any since then, I don't think. Um, I like them all. And that is uh, not... So much of a minority opinion, but people th- tend to think they fluctuate in quality. Yeah. But at least the first couple are pretty unassailable for most people. I was going to say, I thought there was at least a few in the series that people like swear by that are, are really good. How many is there? Five now. Okay. Which one is Jack Quaid in? Five. The new one, Scream. It's just called Scream, but it's the fifth one. Is that is that the boys guy? Yep. Huey. Ah. Yep. 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 He's in that one. Um... You guys, you guys didn't want it. Well, you guys didn't end up watching In the Heights last year. No, so they didn't get nominated for stuff. But like the main girl, and that's also in the new Scream. So it doesn't matter. Jenna Ortega, who if you're a Zoomer, that means a lot to you. She's in like all the things. Now. You'd probably like that one. I'd watch the new Scream. Mail, mail, add it to the list. What, what's it on? Um, that might be on Peacock or. Paramount or something like that. Peacock. I think I remember seeing something about it on Peacock. But yeah, that was really fun. I would. Maybe, maybe recommend watching the other ones first, but it's fairly disconnected. They made the first three in just like a three-year span, and then there was 11 years between three and four, and then another 11 years between four and five. So so I, I have 11 years to watch this one if I want to be on time for the next one. Yeah, pretty much. Um, Prey. That's the new Predator prequel that is on Hulu right now. You put that at nine? But then a nine. So that's one of the ones that are on the top of my list. I have three movies in particular that I really want to see that I'm like going to go see, and that's one of them. I cool. uh, I I watched Prey. I watched it the day it came out. It was pretty good. Yeah, I, I thought so it. too. I enjoyed it. It was enjoyed very, very enjoyable. Yeah, I, I like I love movies that are just like this is what I am, and I'm gonna just do this. Yeah, I said it's probably it like it's right up like it's 
almost as good as the first one just because it's like its own thing yeah. you know what I, it, it's just it's a good yeah it's cool i like the uh the main actor in it amber mid thunder i think she's really compelling screen presence i guess she was in legion but i never watched legion so. I, I said my favorite thing about it was the uh very purposeful decision to make the natives speak english and the settlers speak gibberish i thought that was like a very cool uh yeah i like that uh number eight i have batman wait sorry the batman mm. I, I just watched that yesterday oh really yeah was that the first time yeah what'd you think i liked it yeah. um i thought there was a lot of things they did with it that were really cool um how we can I can like give like a big spoiler talking about that at this point, right? I think it came out in like March, so yeah. Like I thought it was crazy to see a mass shooter plot like that be mm-hmm. the like the big villain's plan. That was nuts. I thought that was kind of bold. I was like, that, I was, I this is like <laughs> Yeah. Sorry. That that feels like a studio note almost. I don't know if it was. This is just conjecture, but the rest of the movie is very much not like Leading to that, but it seems like the studio came in and was like, you got to put in a car chase and then you got to have a big fight in an arena at the end because <laughs> the rest of it's just Batman like figuring out clues and kind of mumbling. I really <laughs> like that. It's just him and uh, uh, Gordon like, yeah, <laughs> you know, like going on a little adventure together the whole yeah. time. Um, he actually like solves clues and stuff or tries to. He's not very good at one in particular, but <laughs> yes. Um, what like, could this carpet knife be what, for? It is <laughs> always raining in Gotham, like constantly. Yes, and it's just gross. Gotham is just disgusting all the time, which I kind of like that. You know what I mean? I mean, it's supposed to be Detroit, right? I, it looks it's supposed to be a lot of things. I think it's supposed to be in New Jersey. It in Bloodhaven, one's in New Jersey, one's in like Pennsylvania. I think Bloodhaven maybe is in Connecticut. Okay. Just because New Haven and like if it's New Jersey, I could see them doing that. That yeah. makes sense. But yeah, I like that Gotham was gross. Yes. I like um Robert Pattinson as Batman a lot. I don't know. I thought it was I thought it was good. I liked it. I enjoyed it. Yeah. He used too. all the angst from being bullied for Twilight and put it into that role. I it was very refreshing to see a superhero movie that was just like, here it is. <laughs> yeah. Like this is it. This is it. But you weren't wondering what happened to his parents? <laughs> I am. Um, I know. I, that's the thing. I don't understand where his origin is. <laughs> Who is this character? <laughs> I think the last hour of it's probably the weakest. Mm. Um, but I think it's the weakest hour of a movie that I like a lot. So I, I still think overall it's really good. But yeah, I just remember seeing it for the first time in theaters and just like that opening bit where it's just him like, voiceovering his journal and it's just sort of like a montage of what's up with Gotham and it's just mm-hmm. going around and you're like here's what it is mm. and it's got the bump 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 going on and uh yeah I liked that a lot I was just like yeah I'm in I'm I'm so down with this vibe yeah <laughs> I really and after two and a half hours it's like okay I'm good with this vibe but it was like on for another 25 minutes but I really like okay. that they don't shy away that Batman's obviously got some mental health problems yes. going on I love that <laughs> And like, I feel like there's some comments about too. Like, you obviously could do better as just using your billions as a of dollars. Or yeah, whatever, you, yeah. You'd be much more successful that way. Yeah. 
I think they they <laughs> make all a, this rage. a fairly good argument that if he did do that, it would just get corrupted anyway because the Wayne Foundation gets that's what I, corrupted. So the last hour sucked, but they f- hid that gem in there. Well, not the gem, but like that was such a cool plot point of yeah. like the the Gotham Fund being used by all the criminals, and like that's why that like that was really cool. It's just a slush fund for criminals, and, and like they but they wrapped it up with that whole like it should have been a little bit sooner. They revealed that I think. I don't know. Yeah, I liked Batman. Um, the one, the one Warner Brothers success story this year, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Like, like I said, it's just it's a Batman movie, you know. Yeah. And I, I don't have to worry about some other heroes coming in or anything. It just, it seems like it's just sitting on its own, mm-hmm. and that's just like refreshing for a superhero yeah. movie. And I just feel like out of all the superheroes, Batman just works the best. Mm-hmm. One thing um, that I thought was interesting with this Batman movie too. And I mean, I, I guess you could argue either way, but I, I feel like it's just done. Like, where the spot they end it in, I feel like it'd be weird for it to even have a sequel. I know they mention, like, they a, a lot of, like, pieces, you know, they show some stuff with the Penguin in the end. But, like, the state Gotham's in, I, I feel like it'd be a lot of work to, like, give us a sequel. There's a lot of filler information you have to give us yeah. about where we are now kind of thing. Mm. There's, I, I mean, the, there's the Joker tease at the end. There's the Joker, the Joker tease. and the Riddler. I liked it. Up at number seven, I've got Elvis. Mm. Was that one of the ones that you really wanted to see? Nope. Nope. Uh, Elvis. Seven, though, huh? Elvis, I like a lot. It's probably going to get higher than seven. At, I'll say now, Petit Mama's at five, and that's not even a 2022 movie. So Elvis functionally at six. Um, yeah. I liked it a lot. I like what Boz Lerman's doing. It just beats you over the head. You're just into submission for like two hours and change, however long it is. But... I think within the first minute, Tom Hanks in like his crazy fat suit with his ridiculous accent and voiceover, the camera like zooms into his eye and then it becomes um, the Enterprise from like the Star Trek experience in Vegas and like flies away over the strip. (laughs) And then there's a bunch of like uh, marquees on the Vegas strip that just say like con man, (laughs) liar. (laughs) And then it's him. Is in like not just fat suit, but also crazy old age on the verge of dying makeup, walking through like an endless casino in his mind. It's his like Jacob's Ladder scenario. And it's like, well, he's about to die, but he's going to relive his whole life. And that's like the first 30 seconds of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> it right. does not slow down. Oh, man. I do love Tom Hanks. I do love Tom Hanks. I feel like I haven't seen him in anything yeah. in a while either. He's he's good in this. People say he's bad, but I disagree. Because <laughs> whatever he's doing, he's doing it on purpose. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. And uh, Austin Butler as Elvis in this is freaking incredible. Probably on his way to a Best Actor nom. We'll see. Oh, I assume Ooh. Tom Hanks was Elvis in this. No. <laughs> Hey, we've gone over this. Tom Hanks is how old is he now? Substantially older than Elvis when Elvis died. <laughs> substantially about more than double. But uh, he's like I a mean, villain in this, right? Yeah, he is like the villain in this. It ended. I went to see it with my mom, and it ended, and she's like, "Wow, whoever made this movie really hates that guy." <laughs> 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 that that guy being Tom Hanks' character. Yeah, that's really funny. So he doesn't come across well. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I'm excited for that to get a lot of nominations because it did really well. So it'll probably get some nominations and oh. you guys will have to watch it. <laughs> I'm actually, I'm, I'm kind of interested in that one. Yeah, I wouldn't be I sad like to watch that one. I like Boz Lerman and I like uh, Tom Hanks and I'm intrigued at the idea of him playing a villain. So 
Yep. So uh, taking Patimama out of the five spot moves this next one from six to five, and that is Top Gun Maverick. Ah, uh, yeah. No, nah, you're less. It's I'm not interested. I'm not interested. I, I honestly wouldn't be surprised if it got some Oscar. It's something. definitely going to. You know what I mean? So, I so? I'd watch it. It's going to be in every technical category, and it'll probably yeah. get into Best Picture. I think it might have saved movie theaters. <laughs> It, it, it did. It's still it's still in the top five in box office. Uh, like, I hate that so much. But yeah, I think, May. I think the Oscars have to like acknowledge it in some way because like it it I really there was a little while where I was like I think the the movie theater experience is over. I was like it's dead. It's been they it's been killed. This and Minions: Rise of Gru <laughs> saved movie theaters almost almost like one hundred percent genuinely. But yes. at what cost? Uh, I don't know, like seventeen ninety nine. Seen an IMAX. Feel your seat rumble. Look at those planes. Zoom, zoom. Yeah, I'm just so really worried for popcorn, next popcorn. year's hit Top Gun Minions. <laughs> <laughs> I actually heard um, Rise of Gru was good. Someone actually recommended it to me. Well, you have a yeah. child. It was a four-year-old at the park who recommended yeah. it to me. But <laughs> she said it was very good. Oh, man. So, she also recommended Sing 2, and it was good. So yeah. Well, she recommended Sing 1, actually. Oh. I don't know if it makes a difference, but... I think it does make a difference. There's still two movies on my list you haven't mentioned, so I think they're coming up. Number four, I've got The Northman. Really, this this top four can be in just about any order, depending on my mood. But right now, I have it for The Northman, um, a really expensive movie from Robert Eggers that I loved a lot and flopped super hard, so he's not going to make another movie that size ever again. <laughs> but I liked it a lot, and Robbie saw it too, so you can talk about this one. <laughs> yeah, no, I really liked it. Cool. Oh, I'm surprised it flopped. I, I guess I'm not super surprised it flopped, but it felt like, uh, I mean, Gladiator did super good, right? Yeah. It felt yeah. like a very similar movie to Gladiator. Was this a Viking yeah. movie? Yeah. Viking movie is uh, the Amleth myth, which is what Hamlet is based on. Mm. Uh, nope. uh, Hamlet is what the Lion King is based <laughs> on. <laughs> oh, okay. There you go. Thank you. <laughs> now you're now you're speaking my level. The Lion yeah. King, but without lions. It's about with the, Vikings instead. Yeah, yeah, it's about the son of a king whose uncle like kills him, and then he goes back for the uncle for revenge years later. Oh, okay. Yep. Yep. I'm gonna be honest. One of the reasons I didn't see this movie was because it was Vikings. No, you're still not like a Vikings. Viking guy. I I feel like I'm overexposure. I feel like the I feel like the Vikings have been like a big thing for like movies and media in the last like 15 years. Number three is Nope. I want to <laughs> see this one so bad. I do want to see it. I want to see it. So I really bad. regret not going to see it in theaters. I know. But yeah, it's okay. I'd watch it. Again. Get really close to your TV when you watch it. That's the plan. <laughs> well, uh, I always do. It was great. You guys haven't seen this, so it's mostly like you know fun stuff and twists and turns. So yeah, we don't have to talk about it too much. We already did on one. Where where do you rank it with um, Jordan Peele's other movies? Um, probably above Us, below Get Out, and I liked Us a lot. Probably more than the average liking amount of Us. Yeah, I mean. I feel like I have to judge them on like so many different scales, but like on a, a scale of like which one is scarier, I think Nope is like significantly scarier. I mean, oh yeah, that also might have to do with the color of my skin, but um, that one was just uh, Nope was just very, very, very terrifying. And then Get Out was just so good. I don't know. 
I think Get Out's still the more complete statement, but he's uh, he's leveling up his visuals. And, and and Nope just you know should mention it's been pretty divisive. A lot of people don't like it, but I really? like it. I like it. So whatever. I could not imagine not liking that movie. I agree, <laughs> but a lot of people are like, "What is this about?" Oh, <laughs> what do you think? oh, right. I keep forgetting there's dumb people out there. <laughs> what do you think is going to happen at the Oscars? Interesting. Because um, Get Out got a, a Best Picture nomination. Yeah, and it won screenplay. Us did not, even though it featured still my favorite performance in any of his three movies from Lupita Nyong'o. She didn't get nominated. Like She's her. just so it's good. tough. It's tough for genre movies to get a lot of nominations, especially in acting. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I think no... Ugh, I don't know. I was gonna, just with like the technical categories, it might be like close to this year's Dune. Just be like, I, mm, I think it it's going to be, be tough because it's going to be competing against Top Gun Maverick. Probably Top Gun Maverick will be, that, yeah. I think probably we'll see. I haven't seen that, but I thought that they did a really good job with a lot of them. I like, just know I agree. Our Top Gun Maverick, they stuck IMAX cameras onto planes, and I feel like oh, yeah. that tells a lot for you. Yeah, they do. There's IMAX. They they shot an open IMAX also, so there's some very cool vistas. Uh, and then real quick, my top two, which I'm going back and forth on, but right now I have two. At number two is, um, at number two is RRR. That is not on my list. I don't, I don't know what that I is. I don't even think I've heard of that. What is RRR? RRR. Is it about pirates? It's not about pirates. It's about, uh, it's uh, RRR stands for Rise, Roar, Revolt. Uh, it's an, it's, is this the, um, it is a, Indian film? Yes, it is a, a, it is oh. a Tollywood film uh, on Netflix. It's uh, awesome. One of the most refreshing and best action movies you will see. And it's funny because at the end, it takes like a hard left turn into nationalism and you're like, oh, is that what we were doing here? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't pick up on the signs because it's not my like, it's not the touchstones I recognize. And then you're like, <laughs> yeah, whatever. All American action movies are nationalistic too. So whatever. Mm. Um, I don't think nationalism is inherently bad. It's it, like exceptionalism that's bad or like nationalism first that's bad. But there's no, there shouldn't be something wrong with being proud of your country. Like They're very proud. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay. Well, like, like I said, not inherently, but it, it yeah. very quickly can go. It, it, it's really just the ending number because there's like a cool thing. The, the enemy is the idea of colonialism and specifically British people, which is great. Um, <laughs> it, it's about these two... Like not mythical because there's only they only lived like a hundred years ago or whatever. But these two revolutionaries, um, the movie is like historical fiction about them meeting, becoming bros, and doing like calisthenics, sitting on each other's shoulders. These people never met in real life, <laughs> um, but it's really good. It has like a bunch of different genres in it. There's like a forty minute section where it just becomes a rom com for a while. There's a couple really huge like. Um, there's a couple really huge dance numbers that are really fun that just kind of come out of nowhere. The first one comes like 45 minutes into the movie. There's been no suggestions that everyone's about to start dancing and singing. Um, <laughs> and it's a three hour long movie and it's uh, jam packed full of awesome stuff. It is all of the things that I wish superhero movies would do, which is like have really fresh action sequences. Hmm. So. You know. I mean, it sounds cool. I probably won't watch that one. But. Uh, and then number one, I have Everything Everywhere All at Once. That's the last one on my list that I really want to see. Hmm. Yeah, that's at number one right now. A lot of people, <laughs> there, there is a backlash against that, but I don't know. 
none of us feel that way, so it Ooh. feels kind of straw man to even mention it. What was the, ba- the backlash? That it's just sort of um, not good, I guess. Oh. Nah. I liked it, though. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was good. <laughs> Had a good time. It was fun to see. Yeah. It's enjoyable. Yeah. It was definitely, what's the theme that they said, like, the Disney movies have been having lately? Like, the the parental trauma or something? Uh, yeah. Generational trauma? Generational, Generational trauma. Yeah, it's, it's definitely another one of those, but, like, it was a good take on it. It's yeah. About, like, yeah, movies about, like, making your parents apologize. <laughs> yes. <laughs> our biggest fantasy. We yeah. gave up on, like, home ownership and, like, not being in debt. It's like, we just want our just parents say to sorry. apologize. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, just, they just say sorry. That's our big fantasy. <laughs> like, well, yeah. We need to have realistic ex- expectations. So those are uh, my favorite movies I've seen this year, with the caveat that I have not watched yet Crimes of the Future. Uh, Hustle, the Adam Sandler is sad in basketball movie. Um, And X, which I forgot came out in in March. I forgot that because there's a prequel to it that also comes out this year that they just kind of announced like, surprise, we made another movie too. Uh, What are we looking forward to this year? There's a a new Black Panther movie out soon. I don't really care about that whatsoever. Honestly, I'm probably (laughs) totally the opposite. Like I, I... I feel like they just shouldn't even touch it. To be yeah, totally I, I honest, I don't like I that they're they're yeah. doing it. I think it's really disrespectful to Jadwick Boseman. I, I don't know. It's Ryan Coogler and his, um, you know, the last decade of his career has been all wrapped up in Marvel. So I'm excited to see what he does with this. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm I'm worried, and I think my bigger issue is that I haven't enjoyed any of their movies lately. Yeah. So. Yeah, they're they're on probably their coldest streak in the entire MCU run. Well, that's the thing. Like, so you're on a cold streak, and like now you're gonna try to like make this work by like piecing in like another well, actor. Their cold streak is still like every one of their movies makes like at minimum half a billion dollars. <laughs> I know. So like, why not, right? Yeah, yeah. Coming out around that time. That's so that's coming out, coming out in November. Also in November is weird. The Ali Yankovic story. I'm really looking forward to that. That's Daniel Radcliffe in a Weird Al biopic. Oh so man, that's real exciting. There's been that's a lot of talk awesome. about that for a long time. It's amazing. <laughs> I hope uh, Elijah Wood plays Daniel Radcliffe in the movie. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I just have it's listed out like. Potential, like the stuff that isn't on the Oscar stuff list. Um, the Sun, which might be on the Oscars list, that's the follow up to The Father, Florian Zellens, Florian Zeller's new movie. He made The Father with Tony Hop, and he's what? making The Sun now, but yeah. I'm assuming it's unrelated. I don't know, it's the prequel. <laughs> what could this be sequel? about? Yeah, I know that character only had daughters, so hmm. It's about a Unless son. He I don't know. Thought he only had daughters. Oh. What if there was a son? There's a twist. <laughs> yeah, but the father was about like old age. Like, what is the son going to be about? It's the opposite. Young age. Mm. Being a baby. It's very similar. You wake up, you don't know where you are. Things <laughs> change all the time. Yep. <laughs> I haven't seen the father. You guys just did a really good That's, job describing it. Yeah. Yes. That's also November. Uh, we missed, and I mean, I guess we're jumping around, but. Um, the three years in development hell <laughs> soon to come out is an unrated version on Netflix, I guess. Blonde, the Anna Darmus, Marilyn Monroe movie. Hmm. Eh. That's either unrated or NC-17, I think. Oh, now I'm interested. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know. I like Anna Darmus. 
whatever. The maybe last Halloween movie will come out in October. Hmm. Black Adam. Oh, oh yeah. Zero interest. You want to see The Rock punch a guy? You've never I, seen that before. I'm going to watch it. It's going to be garbage, but I like my junk food. Is the idea that's going to set up the next Shazam movie? Because then I might watch it. Because I did like the first Shazam movie. The first Shazam movie was good. I think it's going to have something to do with that because I know that The Rock said he like had to fight to keep like it separate, like mm-hmm. Shazam out of it. So there must be something. I just don't know. I guess the big kind of popular thing that might dethrone, I don't even dethrone is the right word, but yeah, sure. Box office wise might dethrone, might take up a lot of the um, technical Oscars, might box out Top Gun Maverick. We'll see. Of course, the Avatar sequel, The Way of Water, will be out before the Oh, I forgot about that. I just want it to flop so goddamn hard. I have no interest in it. Doubt Jim at your own peril. Every time people doubt James Cameron, he makes a billion dollars. So far. So far. (laughs) Regal posted on their Facebook page a new, like, uh poster for re-releasing the original Avatar. And I was like, oh, again? Yeah, Disney uh, removed it from their platforms in anticipation of that. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, so for me, I didn't like the first one that much. And this one is so, it's been so long that I have no interest. I think for a lot of people, it'll be the opposite. Like, it's been so long that they're going to be hyped. It'll be good. They've been working on it this whole time. (laughs) (laughs) That's, I I just, I don't, I don't know if you can pull that trick out of your head again. Maybe, maybe he can. He's done it. He's done it a lot. I mean, I think the timing lines up well for it. If it's like the last one where it's colorful and like. It's very colorful. Yeah, because they've uh, they've been showing trailers for it for the last few months now before our movies. So people's the, worlds are pretty gray right now. So I think it literally <laughs> just know. looks like Avatar underwater. Uh, I have a feeling it's going to have the same. It's literally called lot. Avatar: The Way of Water, Robbie. Yeah. It, it's Avatar <laughs> underwater. They're not hiding that. They're they're also in water and sometimes just near water. They're not always underwater, yeah. sometimes over water. But there's a lot of water for sure in those trailers. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I haven't made any billion-dollar movies, so I guess so. <laughs> he has. Uh, the new Scorsese movie got moved to next year, Killers of the Flower Moon. So, uh, sorry. Uh, the Knives Out sequel comes out, I think, also September or uh, December. That was a movie I didn't see that I was interested in. Yeah, I didn't either. Oh, I liked it a lot. Yeah. I saw it in theaters three times, but that's more just like people kept being like, hey, I haven't seen this yet. I'll go, oh, I'll go again. Yeah. <laughs> Is it, it like good. a murder mystery, like dinner? Murder um, mystery with 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 like a twist, but yeah. Okay. It's, it's not funny, like a, is it? It's pretty funny. Oh, okay. It's good. Anna's Armas is in that too. Hmm. Um, it's uh just Daniel Craig returning from the first movie for the new one. Oh, it's more Poirot style. New cast of characters, same detective. I was just, I saw like the the way it was worded. It was like a knives out something it wasn't like knives out mystery yeah it's called glass onion so yeah let's look at what's tipped to be in the oscar race next year not because we're going to make any predictions ourselves because that's what losers do but because in about six months before the next oscar ceremony we will reconvene most likely if it's anything like last year and talk about the movies at that point we've seen and if we like them or not i'm curious if these sound interesting to us and how that matches up with how we'll feel in six months Okay, so I go. just I just need the name, and we're just gonna do uh, best picture. I will tell you if it's gonna get the nom or if it's gonna flop. 
I remember at the beginning of Oscar season last year, Robbie predicted he would watch none of the movies. So I'm excited <laughs> yeah. to see what your prediction is this time. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> I'm going to yeah. watch them all and remember nothing. <laughs> you predicted none of them. I think you only watched 80 of them. <laughs> <laughs> 80 nominations worth. <laughs> so uh, Variety has it ranked. Some places just have them in like tiers or whatever. But we'll go Variety's list. And we're just going to do picture. They have it number one, The Fablemans. Oh, Yes. I'm I'm in on that. You're in on that. Mm-hmm. That's that's gonna get some nominations. I'm gonna say no. Hate it. No. Stupid movie. Well, I'll tell you a little bit about it. No, oh, okay. That might. I think I actually know a little bit about this movie. Yeah. I feel like I've yes. heard of it. We we've talked about it on the podcast, or at least I have. I don't know who I talked about it to, but it's it, it's uh, Steven Spielberg's semi autobiographical movie about yes. him growing up. Oh, uh, like and dad, it's about right? Spielberg. Right. So I wonder if someone gets divorced. <laughs> is is he the Fableman? I, I guess so. Dad, but I don't know. I guess so. His dad is played, well, his dad, quote unquote, uh, is played by Paul Dano in this, mm. fresh fresh off of his uh, Riddler turn. So, you know, that's fun. Mm. That's that's fun. And it's either Michelle Williams or Carrie Mulligan plays his mom. To be honest, I get them confused. I feel like, I don't know. I feel like that's going to be good, but I don't know. I feel like he's been waiting to make a movie about mm-hmm. <laughs> this for like his whole career, basically, because I feel like there's little tidbits of this in like every one of his movies, right? Yeah, well, um, he's been sprinkling it in the whole time. He's been sprinkling it in. This is a po- supposedly his most personal one. Up next, what year did you guys start doing um, Oscar stuff? Because if so, that, that uh, my lead in will relate to that. Um, was number no, the artist was the first year, right? Um, new movie from a guy who's won stuff in that period. Based on the title and the way it's structured, perhaps you know what one of his previous winners was. Oh. So this is Bardo, parentheses, or False Chronicle of a Handful of Truths, close parentheses. Oh, it's... um, I'm never going to be able to remember the name. I know it's... Do you remember what the one word before for the parentheses are for one of his other Oscar-winning movies? It's... It's I. It's like I'm so close. A, mo- a movie that people dunk on a lot. Mank. <laughs> Not quite. No. This one actually won Best Picture. Birdman. Birdman, or yes, the unexpected Birdman. virtue of something or other. Yes. Um, <laughs> I did not like. Not trying to be disrespectful. I just legitimately don't remember the full title. That's right. Alejandro I, Gonzalez Inarritu is like back. Birdman. Yeah. Making a movie for Netflix. I've seen worse, though, actually. Uh, the film explores the political and social modernity of Mexico. Oh, yeah. that That's a flop. Well, I don't know. It's a multi-time Oscar winner. So. Nope, nope. I have. I just said it. He, he won back-to-back best directors <laughs> for Birdman and The Revenant. Well, I don't know what to tell you. He's flopping this time. I don't. A lot of people really don't like his movies, so we'll see what happens. Variety has that at number two. In their uh, best picture rankings, so everybody hates them except the Oscars. Apparently, it's like a That's the opposite out. of like Bradley Cooper. I think they dislike his movies, but the Oscars love his movies. But they maybe don't feel any which way about him. But however, the the joke conclusion is as opposed to David O. Russell, who everyone hates personally, but the Academy Awards his movies anyway. Oh, okay. <laughs> Uh, we won't be talking about Amsterdam that much this year. That's his new movie. He's back from 
I guess, sexually assaulting his niece or whatever. And they're <laughs> nice. like, Taylor Swift's going to make a movie with you and every other famous person. Great. Awesome. Great. New Woody Allen. Yeah. He, he would love to be in so many ways. <laughs> um, tar. Number three is Tar. 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 Like the stuff dinosaurs get stuck in. What in tar? Not quite. <laughs> tar, but there's like a swing over the A. Oh, okay. Tar. Oh, okay. Because the film centers on Lydia Tar. <laughs> uh, this movie actually The inventor awesome. of the gummy bear. It's an upcoming drama film written directed by Todd Phelan starring Kate Blanchett as a renowned conductor and composer in the international world of classical music. So that sounds like something that's going to get nominations that I'm going to like really not want to watch. <laughs> that's going to be like the last one that you watch and maybe you run out of time. I yeah. think we've enjoyed a lot of the music-themed ones. Well, I think I guess I'm just thinking about Whiplash. I'd prefer oh, well, it more if it was like, the... Sound, did you like Sound of Metal? Yeah, yes. Sound of Metal, yeah. Sound of Metal is awesome. La La Land? La La Land was okay. Yeah, see? liked a lot of them. Whiplash was... Wicked good. Um, we'll Sound see. Metal was awesome too. Sound Metal like was awesome. A year and Whiplash. a half. Maybe you'll love the new Joker movie. Maybe all Whip- Lady Gaga music. Ooh, Whiplash. I think I wanted it to win Best Picture. Is that really? I don't think it did though. Yeah. I, I don't remember one. Interesting. Sorry, Whiplash did. It won J.K. Simmons for supporting. Yes, uh, but I wanted it to win Best Picture. I think that year. I can't remember, but I do remember. I think that was your favorite that year. Yeah, I think it was my favorite one that year. Um, up next on their list is The Sun, which we talked about already, but I'll put a little bit of words along with it for context. Um, this was... Okay, this is broken English I'm seeing on Variety's website, but whatever. <laughs> it says, Peter has, maybe has, Peter as his busy life with new partner Emma and the baby is thrown into disarray when his ex-wife Kate turns up with their teenage son Nicholas. Uh, okay. so it seems like a uh, father with a new partner and a baby, then his ex-wife and teenage son show up. Yep, the son. And then he starts seeing different actors playing his son, maybe. Wow. <laughs> uh, that sounds like it could be really good. Yeah, no, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm on board with whatever that guy does next. The father was really cool. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like the like real-life drama movies that get nominated for Oscars always end up being really good. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Marriage Story. I was thinking Marriage Story I really liked. And I, I don't know. I feel like those, you know, The Father is another mm-hmm. little, it's a little different. But like those ones that are just like a real person story. Yeah. You know what I mean? Those always end up being good. There's a, uh, up next is Women Talking. Oh, oh God. I'm annoyed already. <laughs> it has an absolutely, okay. uh, it has a crazy cast with Claire Foy, Jesse Buckley, Rooney Mara, Frances McDormand, and Ben Wishaw. Among other people. Uh, Women in an isolated religious colony struggle to reconcile their faith after a series of sexual assaults. Oh, (laughs) And if that isn't... (laughs) I'm immediately into this. I'm wicked interested in that one. Wicked interested in that, and the Academy is already nominated for 12 (laughs) awards. It it won already. (laughs) They have already announced Francis. Special effects just because... We're going to nominate this. Francis McDormand's already won. We'll nominate this for a bunch of awards, and then we won't nominate any other women, and then we're going to pat ourselves on the back. Yes. <laughs> did it. Equality. <laughs> We've nominated 20 women. You can't just count the cast of one movie. <laughs> um, uh, they have everything everywhere all at once at number six, and that was on your watch list, guys? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 
Mm-hmm. I really want to see that. Yeah, we already talked about it, but uh, we both liked it. <laughs> um, out of context, it found it sounds funny just to be like mm, number seven, Triangle of Sadness. <laughs> mm. I'm in on that one. That's that's a hit. I, I'll tell you right now. Yeah, that was um, the I believe uh, Palm Door winner at Cannes this year. That's the one. It's about a sandwich someone drops on the ground and then they can't eat it. <laughs> it's about the, the invention of the club sandwich <laughs> after someone drops one on the ground. What else could it be about? Uh, a cruise for the super rich sinks, leaving survivors, including a fashion model celebrity couple, trapped on an island. I was definitely going to say Bermuda Triangle, so mm-hmm. that would have been pretty fantastic. And yeah, it's the new one from Ruben Ostland. I believe that's what won the Palme d'Or at Cannes this year, which is the highest. Wow. Prize. I, seems I weird feel like to it's, me. it's the fictionalization of Fire Island. I think I don't like, I don't know, after we watched that M. Night Shyamalan movie, I, I don't know. I'm just, we saw old. Oh, about the beach that makes you old? Yeah. Yeah. It was really bad. It was bad. <laughs> like when they go in that cave and there's that like. Yeah. Yeah. That was, uh, it was. Um, you like it? It's a comedy. No. You didn't think it was funny? Oh, well, I guess, yeah. I, no, I thought it was just bad. And that was um <laughs> the in the cave. Midsize sedan. Oh, yeah, I like it's comedy. Yeah, the um lady I kept telling Ray was Wish dot com Margot Robbie. Yes, she was Wish dot com Margot Robbie. <laughs> oh, is it the the one from Phantom Thread? I don't know. I, I can't watch remember it. Phantom Thread. But yeah, she's, okay. <laughs> she was definitely Wish.com Margot Robbie. That's funny. Uh, up next Sorry. on their list, the Banshees of Inishirin. Whoa. This Banshees one just had a... That's not getting nominated. Uh, this one just had a trailer come out within the last couple of weeks that I... Ate right up. It's the it's the new movie from Martin McDonough, who I didn't really he made three billboards outside of Ebbing, Missouri, which oh, yeah, like but he also made in Bruges, and this is him getting back together with Colin Farrell. So that's uh I'm excited to see that. Uh, on a remote island off the coast of Ireland, Patrick is devastated when his buddy Combe suddenly puts an end to their lifelong friendship. Hmm. Uh and that's uh Colin Farrell and Brendan Gleason. Or like the main people. Brendan Gleeson played Mad Eye Moody. Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> Colin Farrell played uh, I th- I, the person who Grindelwald was pretending to be in the first one. <laughs> I'm only giving it to you in Wizarding World references. Right. Will Farrell's older brother, right? No, I almost. can't think of Colin Farrell without thinking of you being very upset about that. <laughs> one of my favorite actors turns into one of my least favorite actors. No, no, no. It's not That's Colin the Farrell. twist of the movie. <laughs> it's Johnny Depp. <laughs> Watch your favorite actor turn into your least favorite actor. I think about that a lot, too. Four more movies with him. <laughs> yeah, we're going to do this four more times and it's only this guy. <laughs> they should switch back at the end of every movie like the Doctor and Doctor Who, except we're just with two actors. <laughs> Tag team. Uh, Never acknowledge it either. Never acknowledge <laughs> it. Uh, a couple other notables. White Noise. That's the new Noah Baumbach movie. Uh, Greta Gerwig's in it. Adam Driver's in it playing a professor of Hitler studies. Um, it's based on a novel. Well, it's, it's not based. It's adapted from a novel that's like a lot of people really love, but is sort of notoriously unfilmable because it's about an airborne toxic event. How do you film that? Mm-hmm. 
Um, also Babylon, which is the new Damien Chazelle movie that has a bunch of really famous people in it. We'll see. I have a game and then we're done. Yeah. Okay. Hit me. The game um, is called Maybe It's More About the Journey Than the Destination. Like I said, it's uh, about six months from the next Oscar ceremony, but really it's a little more than that because it's only been, what, five and a half months since the last Oscar ceremony? Mm-hmm. Well, in fi- if uh, we spend this much time thinking about the Oscars, there's a party around, there's a whole Discord server, how much do we actually care? <laughs> I'm going to ask you questions about the Oscar ceremony from five and a half months ago and see how much you guys remember. Oh, All right. I can remember one event of it for sure. Yeah, the rest that, of it was cleared out. That yeah. will not be coming up. <laughs> All I have to say is that Oscar ceremony, the if the changes they made, they really fucking slapped. <laughs> well done. So what we're going to do is, I think the most fair way to do it is like, and this is how we did in the last episode, and I kind of like this format, is um, I'll ask each of you a question. If you get it wrong, the next person in order gets to steal. Okay. Oh, okay. Chronology. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and that that feels like more than like raising your hand or whatever because that's not very podcast friendly. Yeah, let's do it. All right. Your beard on the mic. All right. Um, I don't know. Uh, should we, how should we decide who goes first? Quickly, you can start. All right. Um, just do it. You started the podcast. Start with right. Yeah. Start with right. Okay. Clockwise. That gives me a little handicap, which is good. At the at the 2022 Oscar ceremony, what movie won the most Oscars? What movie won the most Oscars? You know, when you announced this, I was like, I'm going to definitely know all the answers to this. Um, Happened five and a half months ago. We all were really into it. Yeah. I don't know. Dune. Dude, <laughs> oh. it doesn't feel like it though because they didn't win any on air. Oh, yes. So that's yes. the problem. Yes, they yes. didn't win like anything on in, air. In so many ways, that is the problem. Yeah. So it didn't. It didn't feel like it won anything. Mm-hmm. Announced by um, Dune stars Josh Brolin and Jason Momoa in a part of the broadcast that happened on a tape delay. <laughs> so, yes. mm. ugh. Yeah. So uh, Robbie's got one point. Uh, does Robbie gets the next question? Is that mm-hmm. how we should do? Okay. Uh, number two. Aside from that movie, what other movies won multiple awards? There's two. I guess half a point if you get one of them. <laughs> Power of the Dog. No. Ooh, interesting. Greg. Coda. Coda's one of them. Um, I feel like I do know the other one, but I. Can't get it. No. Right? Mm, I don't know. So one of the awards did happen in the pre-show, but one happened during the broadcast, and that was Jessica Chastain's win for The Eyes of Tammy Faye. Oh, I wouldn't have ever gotten that. So the three multi-award winners, Coda, Eyes of Tammy Faye, and Wow, um, I feel like my brain just blanked out of every movie that we watched for that. Yeah. (laughs) Just gone. I didn't watch that one. I knew Coda because Coda got obviously best picture and um, Mm -hmm. Troy Kotzner. Yes. um, Yep. Supporting. Um, So yeah. So speaking of Coda, Greg, what was the name of the main character and best picture winner Coda? Well, this isn't fair. They obviously (laughs) don't say her name very often. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) Um, her name is. You can sign it. Oh, I could. I can <laughs> sign it. It is Amy. 
It's not Amy. The character's name? Yes. Katie? Nope. Uh, Ashley? No. <laughs> it's Ruby. Oh, I wasn't even close. Nope. <laughs> Ruby Rossi. Yeah, no. That's the name of the main character in Best Picture winner, Coda. Wow, what is wrong with us? No. I liked that movie, I liked too. that movie a lot. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, after one full rotation, Robbie has one. Greg has half. Woo. <laughs> Remember a lot. Back to Ray. Um, the movie that won the most ladies also won what award at the Oscars? Um, this one's more thinky. Best International? Yes. Mm. That's an easy one. Got that one. Yeah, we were all there at the ladies. We remember that. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> I would have messed it up. I would have said foreign language film. I forgot that it's not that anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that, of course, was Drive My Car. To you. What is it? I think he still would have given it to you. Mm-mm. No. Would you- I said I, I would mess it up. I would have said foreign language film. I forgot that's not I what it's called anymore. It no, it's you fine. can't have it. Okay. Well, he didn't get it anyway. Uh, so it's one to Ray, one to Robbie, half to Greg. Uh, in that movie, of course, Drive My Car. Number five. Uh, Robbie, what had the most nominations and how many Oscars did it actually win? Most nominations was Power of the Dog. Correct. And it won one. Yep. I knew that nice because job. I got the other one wrong. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Two points. And it's one win, of course, was Jane Campion for Best Director. Mm-hmm. Making her Greg. Um, one She's of Greg now? Making her Greg. <laughs> yes. Making her, question now to Greg, one of how many women that have won Best Director? Two. No. <sighs> I was pretty confident on that. Mm, I was going to say two. One. Nope. Three? Three. Darn it. I knew one of those. I I I was going to say one if you didn't. I knew it was two or three, but I thought it was two. (laughs) I thought it was going to be a trick question. It was going to be like, it's only one, and it was Jane Campion twice. Nope. She's won won twice, though, right? She won for screenplay in 1990. Oh, the three? Yeah. Um, I guess bonus half a point. We'll get started, Greg, again. I feel bad. You're behind by a lot now. Um. What what's going to happen? Are you going to give a bonus point point for the thing I just said? No, 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 oh, no, no, no. Okay. Uh, who? Are, what other women have won Best Director? Ooh. I don't. Oh man, I guess whoever. I believe that's open to anyone. I'm not going to be able to get it. Joe, Mama. No. I feel like I know the movie. Witherspoon didn't win for that movie. Shit, I, right? I'll give no. you a hint. It was the year before Jen Campion. I know it was. <laughs> And then one in the early 2010s, late 20s. I don't, rem- yeah, I don't remember their, their name. Uh, Catherine Bigelow for Hurt Locker and Chloe Zhao. For, Chloe Zhao, yes. Oh, for Nomadland. Yes. Nomadland. That's right. Yep. And, uh, and uh, did she win last year for Eternals or was that not? No. Okay. No. No, wait, no. Jane Campion won. Yeah. yeah. Eternals was like second though, right? Yes, it was yeah. right there. I would love to see the amount of people that say The Hurt Locker is their favorite movie combined with how many of them know it was directed by a woman. Yeah. Be very interesting. Yeah. Um, so Robbie got that point on Greg's question, I think. Yes. Okay. So Ray's question. So Ray's question. Robbie has three now? Yes. Greg has half. Yes. Ray has one. Mm-hmm. Uh, so to Ray, what movie was I, a cynic, personally happiest for winning nothing? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, um, shoot. I don't know, but you were really happy. (laughs) 
Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was. I passed, but I remember you being very happy about it. Mm-hmm. Being happy at one nothing. Was it House of Gucci? No. No, you loved that, didn't you? I, I didn't love it, but... No. I wasn't happy that I didn't win anything. You were happy at one nothing. Oh, I'm like so close, too. I know. It's... <laughs> it's... No, I don't know. Uh, don't look up. Ah, yes. <laughs> yes, we all hated that one. Yeah, That's what no. made it tough. It was the only one I didn't see. Yeah. <laughs> you have to watch it. You need to know how bad it was. I kind of told him about it. <laughs> and that brings us to our final three-part question. You'll each get one of these, I guess. Uh, and then maybe a bonus if... Yeah, then I'll give a bonus to Greg because maybe mm. that will mean that everyone got the same amount of questions. <clears throat> a lot was made of the big name guests that the Oscars brought in to make the show more appealing to general audiences and theoretically more memorable. Robbie, what segment was introduced by Tony Hawk, Sean White, and Kelly Slater? Oh, geez. That was... Um, it wasn't the in random. <laughs> That'd be really funny. <laughs> well, yeah, it was. <laughs> So like when you say segment, that would be like the they came, oh they oh. came out and then they were like and then here's this thing fan favorite no oh. Greg best picture no <laughs> I think I was just shocked that it was them um, yeah. I, I don't remember it was best no uh, I don't know musical score. Uh, it was a montage for the 60th anniversary of James Bond. Okay, I would never guess that. In a I remembered it, it being was like, We all loved it. I remember <laughs> yep. it being not at all related. Yep. yep. Not at all related. That's to why like, I went with uh, fan favorites. Yeah. <laughs> Greg, uh, what segment was introduced by Sean Combs, a.k.a. Puff Daddy, P. Diddy, Diddy, or Puffy? Oh, God. In memorandum. <laughs> it would be memoriam. You keep saying you guys keep saying yeah. memorandum. <laughs> memoriam, yes. No, I don't I don't remember. I have no, no idea. Oh, um you get to steal if you can. Oh. Um international. Nope. Uh what was the the one a tribe called quest one? Documentary? Nope. And they didn't win. That was a Tribe Called Quest is a band, right? Yeah. yeah. There was an animated film. Don't worry about it. Sorry. Was, sorry. You're, you're too close to what another question might be. <laughs> yeah. I, um, it. I'll, yeah. It's another anniversary, if that helps anyone. It's the 10th anniversary of when they said the museum would I open. I was just going to say that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> almost, almost. It's it was a stupid uh, museum. Sean Combs, a.k.a. Puff Daddy, P. Diddy, Diddy, or Puffy, introduced the 50th anniversary montage for The Godfather. Uh, yes. You know how you can't think of how one without the other. How many goddamn montages were there? Too many. There's a lot. This next one, not a montage, not an anniversary. Um, What was, to Ray, DJ Khaled there to introduce? Original song. No. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so stupid. I should have known. Best it's documentary. Not, I don't know. No. It's not a. It's not a category, right? right. It's, it's not a category. It's like a segment. Um, Clearly, we love the these museum. 
I think that was Wanda Sykes, no? He was there to introduce the um, opening monologue from hosts Regina Hall, Amy Schumer, and Wanda Sykes. The, okay. Uh, yeah. He was just introducing the entire he, Oscars. I don't think he stopped moving. He ran from like right to left, said it, got in his car, and left. I think he said DJ Khaled, did he? He didn't have time. He had places to be, man. <laughs> this party sucks. I was hoping <laughs> he just DJ Khaled and leave. Uh, so no one got any of those. That it wasn't. So this wasn't designed to just like dunk on it. I thought maybe I, may, I should probably should have given more hints. Oh well, there'll be like one person really into the Oscars who will get one or two mm-hmm. or maybe all three of those. Uh, and just I do have one more question, just so we can balance it out. Um, what's what category? was Chris Rock introducing or announcing, I guess would be more accurate when he was oh. slapped by Will Smith. That is impossible is this for, to remember. Who is, is this for anybody? This is for Greg to make it so everyone it's, got the same amount of oh, okay. Best costume design. Mm-mm. Mm. I'm pretty sure it was documentary, right? It was documentary. Um. So out of a possible 11... I think we, as a group, only totaled about six. If that. Robbie got three, Ray got two, I got half. (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't supposed to go like that. Um, Was the documentary about A Tribe Called Quest? No, it was won by Questlove. Questlove, okay. Drummer from the Legendary Roots crew. I knew Quest was in there somewhere. Yep, yep. Questlove. I forgot what documentary his was. I uh, did remember that because he gave the, the he speech, won. but nobody was listening. Yes. <laughs> I was listening oh. because I loved the film Summer of Soul. I know you liked it. <laughs> I was like, you know when they, they do those like movie scenes where like everything's all like hazy yes. and like there's that yes. ringing we going on. We weren't listening because we were like, is he in the audience still? And we were like, what? Like checking every camera angle to see if like, did they remove him? Like, we there's that dazed. like dull ringing yeah. in your ear. And we later, were, all, we were I, all on our phone like looking for video of him slapping Chris Rock. I remember later, I was like, poor Questlove. Like, that's sad. <laughs> yeah. Ironically, Summer of Soul is about this uh, arts and culture festival that took place in Harlem that was pretty much lost to history and overshadowed by Woodstock. <laughs> Classic. And then it gets overshadowed again. Yeah, sad. Well, uh, I don't know how to end segments instead of shows, so I'll just say thanks. So here's Kyle. hey have, he can just fill something in there now. Segways. I'll throw it to myself. So Take Kyle, it away, Ben. What have you been watching lately? <laughs> then he can answer. If if you're gonna say it to yourself, you gotta like go into like another dinosaur bit. <laughs> that wasn't a bit. That's just me saying dinosaur. <laughs> Take it away, Ben. Thank you, Ben. <laughs> I can't say any other word because that accent. I can only say dinosaur. <laughs> yes. That's it. Uh, well, thanks to you guys for being on for this very special 50th parentheses week and parentheses anniversary episode. We had Ray, Robbie, Greg. Thanks, guys. Ooh, Yay. Take it away, Ben. <laughs> <That's all. laughs> thanks, Ben. <laughs> I love it. What a great catch. I caught it. We were um, here the whole time. <laughs> if the if the sound quality just changed, it's because the room tone changes. I'm in a different room now. I'm now I am with Kyle and Lindsay. What's up, guys? Hey. How you doing? And uh, just so you don't feel uncomfortable, um, though I don't know how to start the podcast, I did already start the podcast. So we don't even have to worry about that this time. This is part two. We're gonna talk about the quarry. Whoop whoop. A video game that's kind of a movie or a movie that's very a video game. I don't know. 
either Ooh, either way. It's definitely you do have to do things with a controller, but you're watching a lot, especially the way we played it. Everybody, pick a side. Three, two, one. Yeah, Which side? Video game. It's a video game. I thought we were all saying <gasps> it at the same time. Oh, I say it's a movie. Oh. You could watch it as a movie, though. You had the option to watch it as a movie yep. and not play. And, it's um, kind of like Detective Pikachu. <laughs> <laughs> you open the up, the, you open up the Blu-ray. Ray, the blue man, yeah. <laughs> takes the disc. And, yeah, in the sense that it's a disc you can put into your PS4. Does Detective Pikachu with puppets. Yeah, It's perfect. Um, uh, so we'll get not too specific with the plot at first, just in case people are listening and want to play it. It is very plot heavy and there's twists and turns it's it's one of these games that is like that um but we'll we'll be a little more vague until and i'll kind of give a warning when we get into more plot spoilery stuff so the basics why are we talking about a video game well um for the fifth episode as i mentioned in the first segment for the fifth episode of this month being summer camp month i want to do something a little different so not only did we have that first segment that was just about the year in general and Movies I've already liked, movies that maybe we will like and have to talk about a lot leading up to the Oscars. <laughs> or um, also, in this sense, going a little different with it, here's a summer camp video game that is incredibly influenced and really indebted to a number of the movies that we've been talking about this month. I mean, specifically Friday the 13th comes to mind, certainly. Um, and a lot you know, Sleepaway Camp is in there too, and just some other stuff. That's that's not spoilery to say that those things are at least references in the quarry. It's a new video game. It came out just last month or the month before. Very summery. It's about a group of kids that go to a summer camp, and um, they have to make it through the night. It's from the same developer that made Until Dawn. So if you played either of those games or they sound interesting, you should play them. I don't know. They're fun. What did you guys think of The Quarry? Am I? Are you throwing it to me? Yeah, anybody. Got it. All right. So I think, like, overall, I think it's more of a movie than a game. And I say that because I am trash at video games. Like, we play Fall Guys, and, like, it's called Fall Guys because you fall. Mm. But, like, guys, I that's all I do in that game. You do fall a lot. I do fall a lot. So have not yet to hit stage three. But I think it's more of a movie because it's not so much of, like, um, like the quick actions that are there, they're not difficult to do. Like you have a option and a conscious choice to say, I'm going to miss this quick time or I'm going to hit this quick time compared to like the other games that we've played like this where I'm like, ah, oh, damn it. Like I just genuinely missed that quick time because I physically could not hit it fast enough. This one, I feel like you had a cognitive choice of like which path that I want to take. So it felt like for me, it was yeah. like, opening up those books as a kid and it was like, oh, if you choose this option, go to page 57. Like, yeah, I was choosing to miss or hit those quick times. Um, I will say firing the gun, though, that was <laughs> a tough quick time. Yeah, yeah that, was, that was one of the harder <laughs> And that, that just proves I'm not not a video gamer. I try. There you go. Yeah, you didn't you didn't mess anything up and like get people killed because of it. So, no, yeah, it's a good point. Uh, and just to, we shouldn't assume that people are familiar with the format of the games like this. They're very much in the style of a choose your own adventure book. It's not just um, quick time events, which is like a prompt will come up on the screen and you only have like a second to hit the right button or point the stick in the right direction for your character to make a decision or maybe they're running away from something and they have to avoid an obstacle. But it's also a lot of interpersonal conversations that they have where you're making decisions about what they would say and that affects how other characters feel about them. Yada, yada, yada. And then that ends up affecting a lot of the dynamics and the choices you make too because of 
what you have said to these characters and built up those relationships. So I liked it a lot. Um, I really hope they come up with another one soon because I am eager to play it. It was fun, and, and um, I want to hear what Kyle has to say about it, too, but but we should mention we played it in a group with five of us. Mm-hmm. We each had our own characters that we passed the controller to when that character it was that character's turn to be, like, the main one controlled for a chapter or whatever. Yeah, some characters. I think, fun, Kyle, you and I shared a character because we had one each ourselves, and then we had to share one because, yeah. One, yeah. When did it show up till later? <laughs> yeah, true enough. Um, and I guess that's another like checking the column of it's more of a movie because the way we played it, you were only controlling it roughly one fifth of the time that we were watching it. So uh, what do you think of it? Kyle? Um, so I think it is more a video game than a movie. And I say that because I think the quick time events depended on the situation. There were some quick time events where it was like just testing you out and someone would go for a high five. And you know, if you missed it, Oh, you only missed the high five, but there was other quick time events where if you missed it, you died. So I think it was definitely uh, dependent upon those. And in those quick time events, the easier ones with like the high five or someone's just like throwing something at you and you're catching it were a lot slower than the ones where like if I trip and fall, I land off this cliff or if I trip and fall, something's going to get me. And those were a lot faster. So I think that those quick time events were definitely scarier to hit and added to the severity of the game. Very fun to watch if you were not the one holding the controller, though. Yes. Uh, yeah. Not not too spoilery, but a, a little spoilery. Uh, Lindsay had mentioned at the time that she had fired the gun, and that wasn't a... It kind of was a quick time event, but it also kind of wasn't. Yeah. Um, it was quick. Where, yeah, <laughs> and where it was she a had a gun point, and there was something so in front time. of her, and she went from the top left of the screen, and the it thing was dead work. center in the screen, all the way to the bottom right. She closed her eyes and then just whipped the controller back up and somehow... Uh, saved her character's life. It was pretty awesome. That's, yeah, that was uh, a heck of a moment. Well, I guess nobody's <laughs> taking me to a shooting range anytime soon. Yeah, but. It was all within like three seconds. Like, oh, yeah, gun's there, now it's there, less. and I shot it. It was the slowest three seconds of my entire yeah. life. I was uh, really, really scared that you were going to get Brenda Song killed, but she made it through. I would have felt so bad <laughs> if I got Brenda Song killed. Like, I think I would have actually, like, cried. Yeah. But that was literally, I literally closed my eyes and screamed. Our poor neighbors thought I Who was Who would dying. run the Tipton if Brenda Song was dead? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so I, I'll just say briefly that I also enjoyed it. I had a really good time. And it's definitely, I think, best played in a group with people. Mm-hmm. Whether you can do that, you know, over a Discord or something. I think they're adding more options to do it. But we did a couch co-op, so we didn't have to figure out this more technical remote version of it. It was very technical. But we it had seemed a like there was a, re- a yeah, remote exactly. version of it. Yeah, it did seem like it, but I, I can't speak to how that works because we didn't we didn't have to do it that way. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing that people tend to know or at least find intriguing about these games is that they have, they like cast actors, like real actors who you might recognize from other stuff are playing characters in this, you know, video game. Uh, same with Until Dawn and then the different developer, but the Dark Pictures anthology, which uh, for the last few years in a row have come up, come out with one just about every October. Um, they always cast like real actors who are in different stuff. Um, we mentioned Brenda Song already. Justice Smith from Detective Pikachu and a couple of the Jurassic World movies are in this one. Uh, David Arquette. David Arquette. Oh, yeah, yeah. David Arquette. Sorry, I'm skipping David. 
Yeah. Um, Skylar Gasando, you might recognize from Booksmart or from Licorice Pizza. So it's people that are like that level. Ted Raimi, who's said Sam Raimi's brother that's in a lot of Sam Raimi movies. Um, you know, Grace Abriski, uh, David Lynch, uh, often collaborator. Yeah. Just people that are like that level of fame. <laughs> there's no, there's no like huge people in this one, I guess. Uh, Until Dawn had Hayden Penetier and um, Rami Malek, I guess, are the biggest names. But this is kind of, it's like kind of a pre-big Rami Malek. So I don't know. He's like eighth build. One thing I liked about playing this game, like I feel like from before when we have played, what what was the one we played? I can't remember the name. Dark Anthologies. Yeah. When we played those ones. Yeah, the Dark Pictures. We played around with me, you, and then a couple of our well-known friends. And then comparing that to playing with maybe two people that we didn't quite know as well. Like I, we had heard of them. You had met them. I had not. That was so much more fun because I honestly like wasn't sure what they were going to pick. And it's like character's choice. So like I genuinely like, like when we played with our friends, I was like, oh, Sarah's going to do this. Will's going to do this. And like, that's cool and all. And that's fun. But to play with people that you don't know, it's so much more like interesting and interesting. Like, I don't know, anticipation-y? Is that even a word? Yeah. But like, you're like, what are yeah. they going to pick? I don't know. <laughs> I really yeah. was like, are they good? Are they evil? It's a big judge of character. And now I know For I can sure. trust them. So and like, it's like a blind date almost. <laughs> I also liked the choices in this more, especially like the interpersonal ones, because they yeah. said some really funny things to each other. Yeah. And sometimes... Certain, the characters, I mean. And sometimes <laughs> you would look at the options and it would be... It's like two words. And it's yeah. like, do you want to be reckless or supportive? And sometimes you'd be like, oh, I'm going to be supportive. And then your character would just say something offhand and be like a jerk. So at one point, anytime somebody talked to one of Ben's characters. Yeah, uh, it was. Anytime someone talked to one of my characters, but yeah, I was controlling were, Justice Smith. Yeah. They were just a, a jerk to you. Every yeah, single time. And just like, ben was like, I supportive. just want people to like me. And like his options were like reckless or something else. And like, arrogant. no matter arrogant. <laughs> arrogant. And he was like, what the heck, man? I just want to be nice. <laughs> and anytime I'd pick something that seemed nice, you'd get like a little pop up. That's like, mm. No one liked that. Yeah, Brenda Song is not pleased. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, they have real character names Even too, but it's a like, lot easier to remember the actors. Oh, yeah. Even some of your nice characters too, like like your nice options, excuse me. Yeah. They were still like kind of aggressive. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. If you do go and play this game, uh, definitely be aware that, and I guess this is kind of spoilery too, dun, but dun, dun, spoiler, yeah, spoiler. definitely be aware that you know, one decision can kill someone. Oh, yeah. Like, there's one moment. Yeah. I guess we only lost one character. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we yeah, we, only we lost- did pretty good. Mm-hmm. And it was there. a decision that a lot of us did not think was just going to kill someone off. <laughs> yeah. I mean, a number of characters died, but from the ones we were controlling, it was just Yes, one yes, correct. Yeah. Lindsay looks confused. I don't remember who we let... Emma died. And that's not a spoiler. All, all of these characters all can die. All of these characters can die. Yeah. yeah, she super died. Oh, I'm confusing Emma and Abby. Duh. Okay. Yes. Yeah, Abby, I was like, we shared a character. Yeah, Abby we didn't shared die. Abby. That's right. Yes. Yeah. We did let one Played person die. Played by Ariel you know Winter. You know what? The world might Family. be a little better without her. Yeah. At one point, Bree did say, <laughs> you know, if I have the opportunity to kill this girl, I'm going to. <laughs> I think uh, no, normally in these games, so it's actors that are, you know, the ages range. I think Brenda Song's like 30 something, right? Yeah, she yeah. just had a baby. Oh, good for her. Her and Macaulay Culkin. But they're all playing like camp counselors. And I think they're all vaguely supposed to be like college student age. Mm-hmm. Um, so so you got to remember, it's, it's a lot of like teens putting on sort of a persona and then 
as the games go, as these games go on, usually you find out like, oh, they're actually, they kind of grow on you or whatever. And yeah, one character did not get the chance to grow on us. No, no, not quite. Yeah, no. (laughs) But yeah, yeah, um, what was, uh, who were some of your favorite characters? I think that that's another thing that's not that spoilery we can talk about. Mm, Well, I guess spoilery, so warning, like skip 10 seconds if you're listening to this. I, we, I had Brenda Song and I had, oh my gosh, stop. You're making me panic. Stop counting (laughs) me down. Skip 10 seconds. Skip 30. I'm sorry. I'm not done yet. Skip 30. (laughs) Give me some time. If you hear my voice going, just keep skipping. Um, we played Brenda Song and I played Ariel Abby. Winter. Abby. And I think what I didn't like about that was just the fact that like I liked playing Abby because she plays a lot. And I liked playing Brenda because she was in those like important moments. But Brenda's character doesn't like I feel like every character trains you for like the moments where like you do need to survive. Mm-hmm. And Brenda's was like nah go have yourself good luck surviving yeah. you've never shot a gun before here's your one opportunity or you're gonna die here we we, so. we were almost kind of metagaming where that particular character just in case people are back now i won't say <laughs> that particular character hadn't been uh like a controlled player yet mm. so we were starting to get like metagame vert wise we were trying to we were thinking that maybe they were in on it because well, we haven't played them yet what does that mean and it didn't mean anything. Yeah, like out of <laughs> however many turns you guys have probably taken, I know Brenda got to be played three times in the entire game, and they were very short and sweet. Mm-hmm. The longest one I had was that last turn, and then you what, one of them would have been a lot longer. It could have been, yeah, or would it? Would I have just died? Question mark. Literally, yeah, no, literally. I was too scared to search the house, so I just like went on with my yeah, life. Well, there was there was one time where she like you got control of her. She looked up. She saw a guy coming across the stairs, and instead of hiding, she immediately gave him the gun and ran back downstairs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And that's a, I've seen like other playthroughs, and that's like a 15, 20 minute long segment. Really? Yep. Oh, instead, wow. she just ran away. Oh, <laughs> I panicked. <laughs> yep. It was the like second time I played her, and I hadn't hit any quick times yet, right, so I had yeah. no practice. Yeah. And, I was uh, like, what is happening? And That's Ethan like the Lee from uh, Remember the, the Titans was coming yeah. down the hallway. <laughs> you know, when like you're sledding and like something happens, you're sledding, you just like fall forward and you roll down the hill. Like that mm-hmm. was that moment for me. Like I just fell and there was nothing else to help me. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah. I think like character wise, I liked the characters. I think they were good. That was my only complaint is that you didn't play Brenda that much. And then when you did, it was like, you kind of were forced to fuck it up at the same time. Yeah, yeah. And if, um, I mean, if you're playing it just solo, then you you have all that practice beforehand. But yeah, that is yeah. one character that doesn't have like a sort of intro. It did kind of foreshadow that she was going to end up shooting the gun at some point. Uh, yeah, they just didn't let you was, practice. There was a scene at the towards the beginning when they first find a gun where she goes into the woods with two of the guys and then she just takes the gun from them and you don't get to play as her but she just starts shooting some things so you, you yeah. get the idea it's that, like, she knows that she's, she's good doing. at shooting yeah yeah i thought it was real g for picking the character at that moment because i was like guys look how good of a shooter i am <laughs> <laughs> uh, that turned into a bad plot twist <laughs> <laughs> she made she made one really good shot though um yeah one for one i wish we had a video of that that, that, was, that was crazy i wish i could have saw it i never saw mm-hmm. it i um particularly like that there is in this game a lot of times where you know, it's sort of almost just like a Pavlovian effect where a quick time event comes up on the screen and you just try and do it. But there's a lot of times where you're actually better off not doing things. Mm. And I like that there is often that kind of panic of, oh my God, what do I do? 
and everyone's yelling and it's really fun. And then you close your eyes and scream. Yep. (laughs) And had a good time. My favorite character was one that we didn't play. Just somebody that we got to to meet a few times Um, throughout the game. So there's a bunch of different, I don't know if they call them chapters or acts in this. Yeah, we we, we can talk more specifically, but we're like, you know, 15, 20 minutes in. We can Mm -hmm. get more. Was this chapter, was it chapters? Yeah, Yeah. it was chapters. Okay. So at the end of every chapter, you get to meet a fortune teller. Oh, I forgot about that. Throughout the different chapters, you have to try and find different tarot cards. And if you find the different tarot cards, you get to pick one and she'll show you a possible outcome of the game. Um, and if you don't find tarot cards, she kind of talks a little shit to you. Like, I'm trying to help. I like why, to why that. They don't tell you how to find the tarot cards. They're, they yeah. give you a quote at the beginning and it's like how you interpret that quote can either help you find the cards or it's gonna you're not gonna find any. Like So like there was moments where like, remember we were hanging out and we were like, oh, let's go this way. But then we're like, wait, cards we got to go this way because of the i don't want to like spoil it but because of the quote we like and that's how we found a lot of the cards was because of paying Mm -hmm. mind to that quote but if we had missed that like we would never found them so Mm -hmm. i I like that it didn't tell you directly like you kind of had to like detective pikachu it and like figure it out on your own yeah yeah i also like that it doesn't necessarily affect the gameplay but it does let you see like uh, the potential results of some of your choices which is nice and then it affected some gameplay Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm Yeah, because we were always thinking about the quotes, like, or the the scenes that we got to see. And oh like, yeah, some absolutely. things we did avoid. Some things we did genuinely avoid because oh, of yeah. the scene. We were like, "Hey, we just yeah, saw yeah, this. Yeah. Let's not go that path." Let's stay away. Yeah, it's definitely that. helpful. Um, I think we all liked Miles Robbins' character. Which one's Miles Robbins? I forget the name of his character, but he was the one. Maybe Dylan. Dylan, Dylan Sprouse. It was Dylan. Dylan. We Sprouse, just called yeah. Dylan Dylan Sprouse the whole time. He um, was kind of <laughs> like played by Cole. Kind of blase. <laughs> And uh, yeah, yeah, that was. was uh, I did he like definitely had like the dopest character. Like, if you play him, get ready for some wildness. Like, I don't know. I just always thought like his like little choices were always so fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Um, so without uh, you know, if you if you want to know what exactly happens, you can obviously read your Wikipedia article. But it's probably more fun if you play it. Um, that being said, what do you guys think about the explan like the reason that all this stuff is happening? how that sort of laid out. Was that like a satisfying twist or maybe not twist, more of a reveal for you guys? How do we think about the reveal? Yeah, so th- there's something going on. The characters don't specifically know and we, as the game players, do not, we know more, a little more than them, but we don't know like specifically, here's what's happening and why, what does it mean? How does it work? And that all does get explained over the course of the game. What did you guys think about how that I really liked the reveal. Yeah. I like how there's there's multiple storylines kind of going on throughout most of the game, and it kind of ties all of them together into one compact story. I thought that was really nice that it wasn't just three separate storylines kind of going on and then yeah. expecting you to just be happy about it. Like all everything needed to happen. Everything made sense. Mm-hmm. Everything had to be there or the game wouldn't have made sense. So I really, yeah. really liked that. Nor would the plot. I liked this compared to other games that are like this. Um, The fact that the end wasn't just like, this is the end. How many characters survived, basically? Mm -hmm. It was more of like, you know, when you get in an argument with a friend and like you think you're right, I think I'm right. There's two Mm -hmm. sides to every story type of thing. I like that this ending was almost like that, where like you can think that you're right on this side, but you could also be on the other side of the argument and have an alternate ending and also think you're right. 
And like, mm-hmm. I think that that's kind of like interesting dynamic to have because I can see how the end- other ending would have worked and you would have pleased one party, but upset another, but how you could also think that that would be morally right at the same time. It's very interesting. And I like that concept where it's like, it's not just here's the end. Six people survived. Woo. Great job. It's like, here's the end. Here's the story. Yay. You're right on this side, but this is why this woman feels like this. And I don't know. Dynamically, I think it's a lot more like intricate than the others. Yeah, I would agree with that. And then, then, I mean, we're basically talking about it like it's a movie anyway. We're talking about what characters we liked and if we liked the plot and stuff. And that's on purpose because <laughs> otherwise I don't know if we can do it for the podcast. Right. Um, and, and I agree. I, I, I liked it a lot. I thought it was fun. I don't know. I, I Sometimes I feel like we have ended the Dark Pictures games that we've played, Man of Medan and Little Hope kind of disappointed in the story yeah both yeah. times like yeah. i love the game and then it ends I'm like this ending was terrible yeah. and, and then yeah. that- especially with little hope i remember like being so built up and then an ending and just being like wtf that's it i i do know that there are better endings than the one we got but it doesn't change like the the what was going on the reveal is still the same mm-hmm. and in both times it's not what i I didn't feel as satisfied as I did with the quarry where it's a lot I mean, more. I would still play the other one that we haven't played. Yeah, I, I, w- I would too. Apparently it's fun. Um, but, but I liked this more than that because it's not just with those. It was more just like the in the moment experience of playing it was what I liked the most. But with this, that's still probably true. But it's also like, and I thought it was a good plot and I liked the characters and stuff. You definitely got closure at the end of it too. Like it was like it, it finished like a movie. Like it yeah, closed, absolutely. it's done. It wasn't like. It hit a real climax. Like exactly. every character got their own sort of thing. But then yeah. the last one, which Kyle had to control, was <laughs> <laughs> with everyone yelling at him. <laughs> Always, always, no matter not, what the game is. Not even because, not because he was making bad decisions or anything, but just because it was a really stressful moment, and he happened to be with the one with the we controller. Were all so stressed. <laughs> so, uh, any final thoughts on the quarry? I think people should play it, and I think yeah, we oh, did definitely. a pretty good job mm-hmm. being non-spoilery. Yeah. If anything that we said made sense, it just you should definitely play it. And I think yeah. it's a good game too, where it's not too scary. Cause I don't like uh, yeah, like horror I, things I like screams that. where I cap it. It's more, it's more like fun. <laughs> it's it's scary, but it's fun. Like you can go to bed afterwards. If David for sure. Arquette's yeah. not in it. Lindsay's not watching it. <laughs> <laughs> Only scream and this. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> <laughs> and never been kissed, but that's less yeah, of a no, horror. Yeah. yeah. But no, I, I definitely recommend it, and I think it's a great game slash movie for people who are not gamers too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You only got to know where a few buttons are. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, let's do let's do some ratings, and we put these oh, on Letterbox. No, that's fine. We put these on our Letterbox. That's late to the movies. That's the number two on Letterbox.com. You can see in our diary all of our ratings. Go look at it. Otherwise, I'm sending you to summer camp at the quarry. Exactly, and follow it. And that's uh, not or a friend. It. It's promise. The, and it, the follow word, uh, the follow verb on Letterbox. I think is friend. So there you go. How <laughs> many uh, out of five? Um. It's, it's on a scale of your choosing, go for it. <laughs> it's five out of five summer camp scary stories. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, this this was a great time. I'm I'm definitely gonna give it five. Uh, five out of five. Five out of five hags of Hackett's Quarry. I like that. <laughs> yeah. Play the game and you'll know what that means. That, that's a that's a concept introduced very very early, so yeah. it's not a spoiler. It's not a spoiler. Five out of five. What doesn't kill you will make you stronger. Yep. There you go. Weird weird thing for a children's summer camp to have everyone say all the time. Yeah. Oh well. It's it's they painted it under the map, so 
That's their slogan. I like it. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks, guys. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Since this is the actual end now, I'll do the whole spiel of uh, <clears throat> rate, review, follow, like us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure to leave those reviews and ratings. That uh, It really helps us out. Climb in the charts, as always. And you can email us at late to the movies at gmail.com, late to the movies underscore podcast on Instagram. And that's just about it. Thanks for listening and to another 50 episodes. And then it's over. <laughs> and it's like the 54th episode, but like the weekly Monday releases, it's the 50th one. So that makes sense. yeah, that's right. Basically, just about a whole year. Confetti pop. Congrats on 50. No, thank mm. you. You're officially over the hill. I know. I'm dying soon, probably. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.